0: Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 993. If you're going to be in Denver, Colorado, uh, April 11 through 13, um, I'll be at the Comedy Works in Denver there, downtown near Larimer Square, um, and a bunch of other cities coming up like uh, Oxnard, Nashville, Salt Lake City. If you go to ID10T.com, all the dates with ticket links are up there now, which is nice that that's happening. Uh, Also, we made uh, a a season 9 rap shirt for the walking dead with alpha on it uh as she was the looming villain this season and it seems like she will probably be uh, a much bigger part of next season that's also at uh, id10t.com so go out there check it out support the podcast and uh, hope to see you in denver april 11 through 13 now let's go to you the ID10T community for the cork board, Brian writes, a friend of mine started her own business called Bespoke and Say, designing engagement and wedding ring sets. She'll also design a set in collaboration with uh, you and your ideas, if you want. She's been in business for over 10 years, but finally started doing it on her own. She is not only familiar with the design aspect, but also the manufacturing aspect. So she knows what can and can't be done. I've never seen anything like her designs before. Um, always in awe of her designs and sometimes speechless. I just wanted to help promote her business. Her website is Bespoke and say.com and she can be found on Instagram at bespoke and say. Also, Sarah writes, I'd like to promote a very special project that my filmmaker brothers Matthew and Jared Young have been working on for the last three years Quest of the Muscle Nerd. They describe the film as the story of one man's dream to host the first ever bodybuilding cosplay competition and the two men who drag their bodies through hell to claim the crown. They currently have a Kickstarter, which can be found by searching Quest of the Muscle Nerd, uh, which is going to raise finishing funds. Uh, My brothers have put their heart and souls into this documentary, and the result is a quirky and heartfelt story that already has an audience, just needs a little push over the face. Finish line any shout out you can offer is great, greatly appreciated here is the aforementioned shout out and uh, nice job and this was this was really nice two corkboards with people supporting other people 's things that 's very sweet that 's very very sweet speaking of supporting people I support today 's guest one thousand percent Nikki Glazer, one of the funniest people I know uh, i 've known her for many years i 've gotten to perform with her many times she 's also uh, she was also someone who uh, killed on At Midnight every time she was on, has, has done so many things, and her career is meteorically rising at the moment. So you should follow her, enjoy her comedy. She has a serious show uh, on Serious XM Channel 95, uh, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, called You Up. And uh, you should listen to that And also, uh, if you go to NikkiGlazer.com That's Glazer with an S, S S-E-R She has uh, tour dates coming up She's um, this week The 4th of April She's at the West Palm Beach Improv Then the Funny Bone in Columbus, Helium in Buffalo Zanies in Nashville Chicago, Boston, Schenectady, Springfield, Massachusetts She's just got a ton of dates coming up So watch her um, And uh, enjoy her comedy She's one of my favorite comics right now So uh, here we go with the idea 10 T podcast number 993 with my friend Nikki Glazer.
1: Initiating ID 10 T protocol. Are you here for Comedy Fest? No, just... I was
0: here because um, Lydia's mom uh, received uh, an award for philanthropy from the Elton John AIDS
1: Foundation. Oh, wow.
0: And so we came into town for that. That's nice. And uh, it was really fun. And, and then I was like, oh, let's just stay in New York for the week. And I was like, well, if I'm here... Maybe I should just try to record some podcasts from people that I never see in L.A. It's a great idea. Because someone thought um, she needed to move to New York to do uh, her own show every day.
1: <laughs> I know. So I could wake up three hours later. <laughs> was that it really? Honestly, that's why I did it. Because they gave so me the show in L.A. and it was from 7 to 9. And then I came here to visit like shortly after when we were like building the show. And I was like, wait a second. That would mean it airs at 10 to 12 here. Can I just do it here? And wake up later, and they're like, "Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Like time works." Wow! And so, just to sleep in—that's
0: kind of funny because it—it it, there is an angle on that story. That's I flew, I moved across the country so I could sleep in three more hours. Yes, and I kind of weirdly understand that. Is there a sound? Are you having a sound issue? Is it—is the sound echoing off this Maybe. drum case? I'm hang, a blanket for you. hang a little blanket. I did not know if we'd started dr- or not. Yeah, we started, and it's okay, fine. Great. We'll just leave this all in Roman. Who uh, we're at Mirror Tone Studios in New York, and Roman is throwing a blanket over a drum kit behind me because we're in like a real. There are sa- I see a saxophone. I see a couple different saxophones, a trumpet, a clarinet.
1: There's a brass section. There's
0: a brass section. There's a guitar a section. Se-
1: yeah, there's. Is
0: that a viola? <laughs> it's a cello.
1: Oh. Wow!
0: There's a piano. Yeah, this
1: definitely some good stuff has happened in this room that we've enjoyed listening to. I mean, like, this if, seems if like a legit studio.
0: I Think is that a keyboard or a guitar? Oh no, that's just a keyboard. But if you you know like if you want to throw down a jam or two,
1: I wish I I did the goddamn comedy jam last night. Oh, you did! Sing. it was so fun. What'd you do? I I always do the same song because I just don't have it in me to work on something else. But I did a uh, Taylor Swift's Blank Space, and they do a real like cool. Like rock and roll version of it nice. that is just so fun. Oh, that's
0: it's
1: awesome. like all I want. I realized that show is like my favorite thing to do now. In, well, every comedian business. wants
0: to be a rock star and every rock star wants to be funny.
1: It's, it really is. We're, a thing. we're
0: staring on either side of the fence, being like, what's that like over there? God,
1: how much leeway do you give musicians when they're funny, when they're even a little bit funny? I remember going to see Dave Matthews as like a young girl. And if he would just be like, smells good out there tonight, I'd be like, he acknowledged the weed smell. He's a genius, comedic genius.
0: Well, there are some musicians that are like – that could be comedians. Mm -hmm. Like Josh Groban is mind-blowingly funny. That's
1: what I hear.
0: And Nico Case is a freaking comedy genius. Oh, that
1: makes me happy to hear Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So there are some people out there that are just like – You're floored. You're like, "Fuck!" You can do both,
1: and you can do both too. Though that's the thing is, like, you are also a a very talented musician. What are you talking about? (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. I did comedy jam once. It was really fun. So
1: it just itches every little or scratches every little itch I've ever wanted. As I mean, I essentially I don't want to be a a musician as much as like a pop star. Like I just grew up with pop stars. I love Taylor Swift. I feel like I'm trying to. Really build a brand as the Taylor Swift of comedy. I'm really trying to spread that around. I want some blogs to pick it up. If anyone could like say that that's what I am, I just really like her and, um, and I love her music and I'm un, uh, ashamed about it. And I just, just getting to perform. Aren't that-
0: the lyrics to blank spaces really the inner dialogue of every comedian?
1: Yes. <laughs> It really they is. They tell
0: it's, me I'm insane. What? Tell,
1: yeah, I I got a long list of ex-lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane, but I got a blank space baby and I'll write your name. So she's just like poking fun at the fact that everyone's like she only dates guys if she can have material. I'll write your name
0: in my notebook so I can tell jokes about it.
1: Yes, yes, and I feel like if you date me and you if we have a good relationship, I won't um I won't make jokes about you because there's nothing to joke about, but if you hurt me, I'm going to make jokes about – I'm not going to, like, come after you. No one will ever know it's you, but you might well, you know, I'll tell you, in the back in the
0: room. Uh, uh, you know, what's – yeah, that's really interesting because a lot of it is so contextual as well because yeah. you, there are some musicians that are funny, but because their audience doesn't have the context for that, they're not always given the – you know, it's like, oh, that was weird. Like, no, no, they were just making a joke. And But you don't see them as a – you You think of them as a super serious musician. Yes. So that that can happen that too. Was, I
1: went to a Tegan and Sarah concert and they Who were also so funny. remarkably funny. And yeah. I was like, you guys are giving them what they deserve. You are acting like they're being awkward or something. But they're being – you don't understand how funny they are right now. I yeah. was blown away at how funny. I was yeah, angry about it. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're hilarious. But if the audience doesn't necessarily have – the context, you know, when my buddy Mike Furman and I were touring, yeah. As a musical act, we decided pretty quickly that we'd rather be the funny guys in a music setting than the comedy that, no, we'd rather be the funny guys in a music setting than the musical guys in a comedy setting.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's a better fit. Yeah. I I would agree with you. It's really um it's hard as a comedian to take yourself seriously. When you start out as a comedian and you do things where you were taking yourself too seriously, uh, you know, th- I, I keep saying this is why I do the goddamn comedy jam. This is why I did Dancing with the Stars. It's like I want to ex- and I want an excuse to dance and like be sexy and like because as a comedian, I can't p- post a picture where I look super hot without making a joke about it, too. You know, like <laughs> that's our de- always- that's
0: our trap door. Yeah. And I yeah. Can- and I can't do
1: that because are everyone sees serious? through that. No, I
0: wasn't being serious. I was just fucking around. What are you talking
1: about? Yep. Please and take me seriously. Exactly. Anytime I, there's a hot picture that I'm like, I just want to post this because I look hot, and I just want some attention, and I and I'm single, and I'm and it's a thirst trap.
0: You could just say that, and that would make it fine.
1: I know it would. I should just say it, but instead, I get in my head about the one comedian. Like I, I have a, a comedian in my head who I think is going to screenshot it and then send it to all her friends and like have a mass text where they make fun of me. Uh, but so my Instagram post because I do that to people too. Okay. <laughs> so I'm only projecting what I already do. Well, don't you kind of deserve that then? If I you do. It to other people, I invite it, oh. I, I talk so much shit that I know that shit is being talked about me, and I I just live with that knowing that that's what I deserve. So
0: let me ask you this: so if, if, have you ever fully played through that scenario? So like, let's just say you post a picture, you go, you know what? I just thought I look great in this picture, and so I wanted to post it because I'm saying I know mean, whatever it is that you mm-hmm. say, and then. Then you go, okay, now, someone's going to take that and in a, some text chain be like, can you believe what nigga Glazer, who the shit think it?" Then what happens? Nothing then happens after that. No I one know, gets anything over you. I
1: love I love this playing it to the end. That's how I do, that's how I break down everything. And you're absolutely right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I'm reaching that as I get older. I. That's why I say, that's why I said yes to Dancing with the Stars. That's why, because I still had that same girl in my head who was going to text I'll tell you who it is after we're stop recording but who's going to text everyone and make fun of me about it and um and I'll feel bullied and I'll feel all those things and then I'm just like I'm just going to die someday and I don't care anymore and I just I'm never I'm peaking right now physically <laughs> I just acknowledge that like it is not going to get better like and I'm not disparaging myself by saying that like I am peaking physically I enjoy being a sexual being I enjoy like looking good and I have to I have to capitalize on it now while I can so when I got asked to do Dancing with the Stars, I immediately, my first reaction was like, no, I can't dance. Why would I ever sign myself up for that? But then... My assistant was like, "But think about the outfit she'll get to wear." And I was like, "I'm doing it. Like, that's literally, because so I just wanted—I want an excuse to wear a swimsuit on TV. Because <laughs> I—I work hard to have a body that looks good in a swimsuit. Sometimes, if I put enough tanner on, and um, and I'd like a, an excuse to show it off. So it's like, you do Dancing with Stars. You're like, I have to wear this. Oh, <laughs> they're making me. <laughs> like, I got to do all that uh, stuff without uh, doing it myself.
0: That's so funny. So you're basically. You're making the you are making the choice to put yourselves in situations where you can shirk the responsibility, even though you made the choice to go into those situations. Yep. Yeah,
1: but I, oh I did it because I just like to dance. I yeah. didn't I didn't sign up to like <laughs> look super saying, hot on say, TV. Yeah. Well
0: yeah, I mean I, I think the then what happens game is really fun it's to so play good. because of all the self imposed limitations we put on ourselves, because of all those Things in our head that when we think of is just like "do not enter." You're like okay, but but then what happens? Like th- then after after the fear part. Then what happens? It's like nothing, <laughs> or nothing. you know, everyone's everyone's thinking about their own set of do not enter signs.
1: And what you really get to in the end is that we're all going to die, and it doesn't matter. Just do whatever makes you happy. That's what I always arrive at. And people get really sad when they think about dying. I like am like kind of like relieved by it because I'm like, oh, no- I'm going to be forgotten. Just like everyone's going to be forgotten. So why don't I just stop worrying about how I'm going to be remembered? Because I will ultimately be forgotten. Because. The world will be flooded. I am I'm a nihilist, but but No,
0: actually there, there's there's a little there's a, there's a lot of stoicism in that and the stoicism is something I've been talking a lot about lately because it people sort of have one idea about what they think it is, which is just not being emotive in any way. And I don't think that's the necessarily the right interpretation. I think it's just like not overly reacting to things because you can't control what happens in the external world, but you can control how you perceive and react to those things. And there is a lot of wisdom and, you know, well, I mean, especially if you, um, you know, if you go through the AA stuff, yeah. then you are, you basically, a lot of it is like, yeah, you're not the most important thing in the world. And that's great because you don't have to take responsibility for the entire external world. You just have to focus on you and your corner of it and the choices that you make. Yes. And yeah, we're all insignificant and that's great. Because, like, what a relief that is to not have to...
1: Such a relief. Yeah. I used to be... I was the most anxious child because I learned about nuclear war and I just thought, I can't believe someone could push a button and then I'm dead. Like, I just couldn't sleep. I was in eighth grade. We watched that movie The Day After Tomorrow. It was Uh some, like, made-for-TV movie. She showed it to us in class and I couldn't sleep after that. Like, I just had... Panic attacks all the time as a kid, and I, I would go down to my parents' room every night and go, I can't sleep, and they'd go, Nikki, and then I'd sleep on their floor. I was sleeping on my parents' floor until late middle school like every single night i just couldn't i was scared of the world and i was scared of things i couldn't control and the one thing that got through to me ultimately which is my parents being like we're gonna take you to talk to someone and all this stuff of well we're gonna move upstairs to your room and we're gonna put you down in the basement like all these things that they threatened didn't work for me or like what are you worried about all that stuff one day my dad was just exasperated i remember i walked into their bedroom late at night like i always did knocked first because they might be banging even though they definitely weren't but i always like well, just in case i don't want to see that so i'd creep in i go i can't sleep i'm just and my dad was like what is the issue and i'm like i just keep i can't believe that there could be like a bomb coming and like i wouldn't know and then it would just happen and then i'm dead and he's like literally nikki there is nothing you can do right now to and control. if that happened
0: you wouldn't even know so it'd be yeah fine.
1: i mean that's a whole another thing of like when you die like you're not gonna everyone's like well then what happens i'm like well it doesn't matter you're dead like there's that <laughs> but like him saying that there's nothing you can do There's nothing you can control about it. It just, I was able to, I just remember shutting the door and being like, okay, I'm done with that anxiety. Just being able to not feel res- that you can control things. That you And c- the good can't news control. is
0: no more threat of nuclear war.
1: <laughs> yeah, that now I, I sleep oh, soundly <laughs> every single night. Now I just get in my head about, you know, climate change and how that's imminent and what I can do to change that. And that also feels both like you can control it by being vegan, not using plastic bags, no straws and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, we don't got much time left. Let's use those straws. Like, there's... I, I, like, I'm like I'm living in the best time to be a human
0: let's, right now let's use those straws and shoot poison darts at cows and eat them raw <laughs> yes. let's come on
1: we don't have much time let's just use this up it's too late anyway I'm like just
0: drive uh, the, a monster truck in with a grappling hook and just scoop up all the.
1: Part of me feels that way. It's like, what, it's, it's. Is it too late or is it? Uh, do we still have time? Like, I don't know what so, to do. So,
0: basically, what you're saying is expand your carbon footprint.
1: It's <laughs> big a footprint. Lean as in, possible. lean in. <laughs> it just because it's it's all going to hell anyway, and I think that's a lot of what. You know, these guys who are making, <laughs> like, denying climate change anyway, they know it's real, but they're also like, I'm going to be dead by the time shit hits the fan, so why not just, like, be greedy right now? I mean, they're having the same mindset that I'm kind of dabbling in.
0: This is a terrible question to ask, but have you been on the podcast before? I can't remember if you've I, or...
1: I have with um, uh, Sarah Schaefer. What with we Sarah, went. that's yes, right. Yes, that's
0: yes, right, yes. when you guys were doing your MTV show. Yes, yes, yes. That's right, that was a long time ago. So we already sort of talked about... How we met and performed at, in Nashville yes, together like yes. so many years yeah. ago, and uh, but but I, I have to say since the, it's been it's been a long long time since you've been on.
1: Long time, yeah. You
0: crushed every time you were on at midnight.
1: Oh yeah, that was... show
0: was so made for you. Ugh, thank and, you for uh, that show. I'm so glad that you were able to do it so much,
1: dude. That show was so uh, it was a seminal moment of my career like it just it was just the right fit for me quick jokes I learned so much watching you as a host and I've told you this before and I I just I I would just like watch you a lot of times and be like oh my god he's so good like you always blew my mind at how good of a host you were and you gave me something to aim towards because I'm like I want to do that I love hosting it's it's something I know that I am good at it, but he's taking it to a next level. And so I learned so much from you. You were so generous with me. Everyone there. It was just a great show to do. You good, do enough shows.
0: Vibe. It was a good vibe and a good, and it, I, I always felt it was really supportive. And that, cause I think comedians, I don't like, there's some comedians who thrive in toxic waters, you know, who are real good at roasty stuff, but I never wanted the show to feel roast. I always wanted Cause I think when comedians are comfortable is when the, like yes. their best work come. I mean, for for the most part,
1: um, I agree with you.
0: And and so it to me, it's just like, well, as everyone feels comfortable and happy, you know, then
1: it feels like it felt similar to when I do Conan, which is like I know I'm going into an environment where people are down to like the hosts are down to laugh. Like you were such a generous laugher, and it's a real laugh, which is so just you know, it's everything as a comedian is the, like the the response in the room. And so there was always a good crowd. The you're the people you assembled. I mean it. it you just do enough of these things, you start to learn that not every production is like this. There are some people that you show up and you're like, everyone hates being here at <laughs> why, every Why did you leave your level. homes? And no one – everyone yeah. at, at midnight, even though you're doing it four days a week and it was a grueling schedule and a grueling show to do that much and to write for, everyone was like in a good mood. It was a good time. It was just
0: a, it was a massive team effort. It was a great yeah. crew, a great staff of people and they, they really – they made the show easy to do. Like, I couldn't have done my job if they didn't do their job so well. And But comedians, and I would explain this sometimes to the audience before I come out, like comedians are laugh vampires. Ugh. It's like, you know, if there's no laughs, it's like our lifeblood's gone. But if we even get a little bit, yep. then we'll just... And if they get bigger, then we... I go, the more you laugh, the funnier we get because you're having more fun, and we literally get funnier because we open
1: up more. Yes! That's uh, so. That's such a good thing. And you could tell that that crowd had heard that because there was something special about them. They, were, they, they knew that. And that was... Um, Cause yeah, that was just such a fun. How do you feel having done? I mean, you were doing that show for so long, four days a week. I mean, and then you don't do that show anymore for that. Like, what? What was the worst part about that kind of schedule? And what was? Do you, is there something that you miss about that kind of schedule?
0: Uh, well, I don't. I don't miss the schedule, but I miss the show. Yes. Creatively, I miss the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, but the schedule of. You know, four days a week trying to mine, and then you know, even just since we've been off off the air, there been so much. There's just been so much in the world that's so toxic. You know, (sighs) like like, like it almost it almost seemed to start like right when we ended in August of 2017, and after a few weeks, you know, I remember I was I saw a couple of writers, and I was like. Boy, I'm so relieved that we don't have to try to spin comedy out of the – because social media is becoming so – has become so toxic and our show was based on what's going on in social media. It's like, how do we make jokes about any of this stuff? I don't know. Are we, we going to go to nuclear war? Are we supposed to fucking joke about that? You know, And there are some people that, again, who thrive in that environment. I mean yeah. like all the toxicity of our culture like Colbert just like – and 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 Kimmel, like guys who just – who thrive – in adver- ad- adverse environments, you know, but I just like things to be fun and friendly and delightful, it was getting... and and so so I, I, like there are some things that I don't miss, but but overall, of course, I miss doing the show. It was yeah. so much yeah. fun, and just as a comedy fan, it was fun to watch comedians be great.
1: But I mean, it's just I'm almost thinking about the regularity of the show. It's something that it's every day. It's a thing that you go to. Was there something kind of? nice about that for once because i feel like we we're always just taking sure. jobs here and there and you do, you're somewhere different every week and absolutely. that was just consistent absolutely
0: it was fun that, I, I crave mean, like,
1: that i mean i want to know what that's like I, well you have that you
0: have your daily show i have
1: my daily radio show and i do and that that is you're right i do love that about that that it's like every day i feel like i've done something for that day it makes me feel accomplished
0: yeah, I mean comedians I think are kinda like cats in the sense that we want structure <laughs> when we want it. Yeah. And then when we don't want it, it's like, ugh, why do I have to it's like, Well because oh this is what you signed up for. God, you know? yeah, you're so, right. so so you know, I I did love the um I loved the pattern of like I'm the I'm the type of person that will eat the same breakfast for a year Me too. and then and then switch, switch it up again and then another year yep. will go by same. What's, what's your current breakfast
1: I mean my current like I just like I get into bars like I do I'm vegan so I just eat uh, protein bars all day long it's gotcha. like most of my diet pretty disgusting but <laughs> like I, I have the same order at the comedy cellar every single night that I work there like I get like th- they know my order it's the most obnoxious order but like I, I like I'm a creature of habit for sure especially when it comes to food.
0: Yeah, I think we, you know, I I think to sort of what goes into the cauldron of a person's spirit to make them want to be or compel them to want to be a comic, I'm sure there's instability that sort of drives them to. Because when you're a comedian, you really are taking control of your environment, you know, like you're taking control of your environment. Once again, control. And so I I think the, the predictability and regularity of things that we can control is nice in terms of like my food the places i go every day the patterns that i have those are those are very comforting to people like yes. us cuz it's so hard when you're in the creative in a creative field to really track your progress, know where you stand, how you're doing, and you know, I mean, it, so it's just nice to have like, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna eat this, I don't have to think about it, and then I'm gonna go do this.
1: I, and, <clears throat> it, it is so interesting because I feel like we all are control freaks, but it's, we picked a career that really is, there's so little control.
0: Very little. And, 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 and again, that goes back to what you were saying before about like, you just can't control. Yeah. And it's, and it's good to release that. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's just it's really good to release that, but but also, I'm pretty sure that's probably why you started doing TM as well. Yes,
1: uh, God, TM has helped me so much, and it never do you do TM? I do. I never would have thought.
0: I'm, I'm podcasting um, Bob Roth on Friday. Oh,
1: awesome! Who wrote
0: uh, Strength and Stillness, and he's a president of the David Lynch Foundation.
1: That's who. That's the book I always tell people to to pick up when they're interested in getting into it because. I don't really know how to go about because the course you take, it's like it's a it's an expensive course to learn. It's mm-hmm. like not everyone can afford it. So I never know what to tell people who are like, How do I do it? And I'm like, I don't know what I can tell you, but there's a course and then there's this book. Right. That um, can help. But it has changed my life so profoundly and I never would have thought I whenever people think about meditation, you know, they're just like I could never be alone with my thoughts. I was the same way. I was like the same. I had the same, all the same things going through my head of like meditation's not going to be for me. That sounds like torture to sit alone with your thoughts first thing in the morning. Right. I look forward to it so much. I never thought I would have. And I would die without it. I literally, I can't, I can't function without meditation. And it is always there to save me. Whenever I'm feeling anxious, whenever I'm feeling stressed out, I'm just like, it's, it's, I don't know what I did before then. I don't know what I did before I was able to just go, oh, I can just meditate for 10 minutes, whatever I can grab. Well, we get used to,
0: you know, humans, our survival, I mean, for however much longer we're going to survive. But part of the reason why we sort of clawed our way into this place in the ecosystem that we did is because we're very adaptable. And so, you know, it's like, how did I used to drink? 15, 20 beers a day and eat cheeseburgers in the middle of the night. I mean, part of that was because I was in my twenties. But yeah. But how did I? When I look back on that now, like if I if I ate a cheeseburger at two o'clock in the morning, I like I'd have to take the next several days off work. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So it. But 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 for a time, my body was just adapted to that, and used so to it. we're we're adapted to all the sort of the daily stress and trauma and stuff that we that we deal with and then and then once you kind of let that go then it's like oh wait i didn't realize you know i had the i basically had you know, I had weights on my soul for so I didn't know. Yep. And so then you kind of adapt to the new to the new way. So you just, I think if you just have faith in your own adaptability, that's a great.
1: I think that really is it because I never would have thought I would have gotten to a point where I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is just go out to my couch and close my eyes for 20 minutes. For 20 minutes, That's yeah. an insane thing to present to me in my life of like waking up and doing, I have to go do radio. I have to brush my teeth. I have to take my dogs out. There's all these things that, why would I ever look forward <laughs> to 20 minutes it's after I've just spent, you know, seven hours closing my eyes sleeping to go out to the... It just seems so counterintuitive, but it is everything. Do you
0: do it in the afternoon as well? Do you do it twice a day?
1: I always do in the morning, always. And then if, I, if I'm if i having like a rough week where I'm like, I'm anxious, then I'll, I'll get in my afternoon one. But I should be doing it twice a day. There's no reason not to. But... Um.
0: Yeah, because it, apparently it is very cumulative. So the more you do it, and, and it's... And, and I and it's really just sort of the sum total of them. I mean, I've had those ones where right afterwards you feel transformed. And then I've had those meditation sessions where afterwards it's like, Oh, I don't know if I really feel any different, but I, but it's sort of like, you know, when you go to the gym, not every workout is going to feel like, yeah, I really fucking, I could compete today. But the sum total at the end of the year, you, you, you feel the strength, you know, over, over a period of time. So it's, I think again it's really more about being process oriented than result oriented and it,
1: so it and
0: if you can do that then you'll Because if
1: if you are looking to meditation to feel that feeling afterwards that this lightness and this like oh, I'm I'm suddenly calm and I hear birds chirping that I didn't hear it's not going to be that like I would say that 99% of the time I have a meditation where I'm like, I don't even know if I said my mantra. Like one of those, you know, where I was like, I was thinking the whole time. I was, yeah. there was all thoughts. And then, and, 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 you know, but the best part about TM is that you can't do it wrong. There's no
0: wrong way to do it. And it's really just about, um, you know, giving, giving yourself that time. And, and that's, I think the other common misconception is that you have to like meditate real hard, yeah. but the idea behind this one is that you you just let go and you don't you don't have, you don't to, have to do, do anything. anything it's just they they made it's 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 designed to be as easy as possible
1: it's awesome but i
0: think the word but the two words that it should be called something different because the words transcendental and the words meditation sounds a little too hippy dippy for some people yep. it's like no it's not you know, and they
1: feel like if they don't feel like they're levitating, then they're doing it wrong because you're supposed to transcend. Or, but it's 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 not that it's it, it it is exactly like your analogy to going to the gym of having like a, you know a, a decent workout on a elliptical where you're like you don't leave being like I'm ready for a marathon, but right. it, it, or but it cumulatively you you know where I feel it is um, and where I first saw it was I lost my purse. Like, I left my purse in a cab, and generally, my go to is like, You dumb bitch! Right. Fuck, fuck, (laughs) fuck, fuck. Like, walking around, like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe, like, just like, brink of tears, just like, whoever is there has to talk me off the ledge and just me beating myself up. And then, uh, since doing TM, I've lost my purse twice in cabs, and I've had the same reaction both times that were so unexpected to me because I'm so default, you idiot, you idiot, just talking to myself that way. That's just how I do it. And this time, it's just like, Oh, well, okay. So I got to get a new license, I guess. And then, okay, let's just go to lunch because there's nothing I can do about it. Like, just having – just not freaking out. That's
0: such a huge moment, too. That's such a huge moment because I think –
1: I don't recognize myself.
0: Most people feel – I think most people feel – Like, their emotional life is just something that they don't control, that they're just sort of dragged around by. It's like, well, what? I mean, yeah, of course I'm going to freak out. It's like, wait, but do you have to? Are you sure that you have to? And can can you make subtly different choices? You know, like, would you rather have these catastrophic freakouts? Or would you rather be the kind of person that just, you know, I think the great way that I heard it referred to was moving with life. Yeah, as opposed to against, you know, against it. Um, uh, There's a book that you might like by this author named Ryan Holiday. It's called The Obstacle is the Way. And the idea is just that it, you know, the obstacles that befall us, um, it's it's not like you have to, it's not like you you necessarily uh, have to, you know, throw a party every time an obstacle hits your way. But you know, our obstacles, it's a way of looking at them as like opportunities to grow and change and learn and and become something different or better or stronger than you were before as opposed to, fuck, I'm so stupid. I got to do this. I got to do this. Like, totally. Okay, so what's this opportunity? Well, you had this amazing opportunity to recognize how much you've grown. And maybe you, you know, you went to lunch and opened yourself up for another opportunity that wouldn't have presented itself before if yes. you had stood there crying on the curb before. Yes. So it, you know, because there's nothing you can do about there's it There's no-
1: Stressing out about my purse is not bringing it back. And and we all know that. We've heard that before. Like, what, what, how is that going to help getting angry? And you go, well, I can't help it. I, the other day, was in a plane and it was like violent turbulence to the point where I was. And I'm not a nervous flyer, I was getting nervous and I felt my whole body like tense up. And I was like, is this helping the plane right. in any way, me being tense <laughs> right now? Is this helping well, me not die so in a the plane? The more
0: people grab their seat, the more stable the planes fly. <laughs> it
1: really was like, why is this? I understand that I'm freaked out right now and I'm scared of dying and I'm scared of whatever this could have, uh, essentially be. But I was also like, okay, this is, doesn't change anything. So just like relax a little bit because either way, it's gonna happen. This the tensing like God's not gonna be like, oh, she's nervous. Okay, I, I'll spare her right now. Right, like I right, don't right. have that kind of. So it, even TM helped me in that moment. It's it helped me. I'll bust it out sometimes. I was doing the Rosa of Bruce Willis and we were on stage, and we had some downtime because there was like a technical issue, and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna be one minute or fifteen, but I'm just gonna. TM right Did they now. They have to
0: reboot Bruce Willis. They, <laughs> they, they unplug him and count to 10. Essentially, that is him.
1: exactly what happened. But I, I was doing it on and there was a crowd of people there. They could have people could have been watching. I didn't care. I was doing it backstage to dancing with the stars. People were like, is Nikki just sleeping in her chair? And I was like, I'm gonna meditate. It's gonna look weird. But like, I need this right now, and it's not harming anyone. And it I I just it is just such a nice, it's like a it's just such a nice thing to have in my back pocket at any
0: time. Honestly, when a comedian tells you that there are methods for controlling your neurosis, you should listen because mm. it is a particularly neurotic subset of, of
1: I'm creatures. I'm obsessed with TM. I'm, I'm actually buying the cl- course for my whole family cr- for Christmas gifts this year. Like, they're not getting any present. They're getting <laughs> the course. And I said, "If I, you don't even have to use it. I just want you to have this in your – because I – Amy Schumer bought it for me. She had done the course, was obsessed with it. She bought it for all her friends. Uh, I went through it. I did it many years ago. And um and I was doing it every day and I was like feeling good. But I was already like in a good – I I was in a good place. I was falling in love at the same time. Like I thought my life was already just – I was like this isn't why it's going well or right. whatever. And so I stopped doing it. And I was also um on antidepressants at the time, like a pretty high dosage that was really – worked for me, kept my depression at, at bay. And then I started feeling like I wanted to get off to antidepressants. This is years later. And I weaned myself off the responsible way, which i had never done before. And I was for a couple months, I was like, I don't need Zoloft. This is great. Like I'm a fully functioning person. And I went through a little bit of, I think mania of like just having so much energy because I was off this medication. And I was like, my life is great. I don't need it. And then I crashed hard. It was like last December, I just had a, a terrible bout of depression that like, uh, I had only dealt with a couple times in my life, like scary amounts where it's like I'm going to have to – I'm going to commit myself to a place because I don't like the thoughts I'm having. I can't help the thoughts I'm having. I'm not even conjuring them. It's not like I'm like – I want to think about bad things. They're right. just like flying into my head. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this feels like I'm losing my mind. And it was terrible And because also my life was going so well. There was nothing externally to be like, that's why you're depressed. Everything was great. And so – I was ready to get back on medication, start seeing a new therapist, whatever it was, and um, and then I watched this one clip of Howard Stern and Jerry Seinfeld. It was like an outtake from Comedians in Cars, and it's on YouTube, and it was them talking about TM, and Howard Stern was talking about how his mother... Uh, picked it up in the 60s because she was wildly depressed because her sister had died and she couldn't get out of bed. She was having suicidal thoughts. She was having all these things. And the depression he was describing about her sounded like what I was dealing with. And he said she learned how to meditate and she started doing TM and I got my mom back. Like it was like, an, and that's all she did. It was an overnight change. And I was like, well, I know how to do TM. I didn't, I knew it could treat anxiety, but I didn't know it could treat depression. This is the first I had heard that. They didn't tell me that in the course. And so I was like, I'll just, do it again. Cause I know how to do it. I've been trained years back and I started doing it again. And it was like less than a week later, suicidal thoughts gone. Like all the thoughts that were like haunting me, literally like bats flying in my brain gone. And I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone who struggles with depression, but it is, if I don't do TM, those thoughts come back. Like I have definite de- uh, a depressive disorder and TM's like my medication. And if I don't do it, I I'm at risk, but if I do do it, I am fine. It's really treats depression, which I had no idea. It's it's saved my life in so many ways, and I just I just I can't implore people enough it to do it because also these the center. They're not going to like ask you for money. It's not like a culty thing. I know it no. sounds all like weird, and but I would have I would have <laughs> thought that too going in. I did think that going in. But it's not like that. They've never hit me up for money. They're not emailing me like come back. No. They teach you and you're on your way to go.
0: That's right. And if you want, you can go back to get like a little refresher. Sure. Yeah. But, but it's not yeah, there, there's no. uh Well, just uh, you know, if you just give us your credit card number, never, then you're gonna ascend. Like, there's nothing like that there's at no all. There's no new there, level. There, there, there's a little ceremony when you, like, yeah. they'll give you a mantra, which you're never supposed to tell anyone what it is. Right. They they give you a, a. There's a little ceremony, but they explain like this is not religious in any way. This is just symbolic. This we're just sort of honoring the teachers who came before us and that's it and 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 that that's the only there was like a lighting of an incense of incense yes. you know and waving it around and and but but other than that it's it it, it has been really it's been really great it's been really really don't great don't you
1: feel like if everyone did tm this world would be like the greatest place ever <laughs> i really think that's like what's holding us back i'll sometimes see like trash on the street and i'm like that person doesn't do tm i know that sounds fucking crazy, but I just look around and, like, you know, I always think about if the world was run by women, there would be no war. Like, I really think it would be a different place if women were r- running things, just because based on our chemistry and how we react to things emotionally or whatever. But then I also think, like, if everyone de- t- did TM, I don't think there would be war. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> think that is... It is that profoundly life-changing and just makes everyone chiller. Right? You're not gonna be, like, zened out and not care about your life. I'm getting more done. Like, it's just... It's I if I ever have kids they're going to tm right out of the gate. My dogs used to tm with me. Like they really? would sense it. Like my dogs would just like sit down next to me waiting for their walk and they would get kind of zenned out from it. Mm-hmm. Cuz the only time I would ever tm before I learned tm was like at the dentist's office. I feel oh. like cuz I would be in the chair, your mouth is open, you can't do any you can't look at your phone, you can't do anything, you just stare at a f- Focal point on the wall, like you look at like a little part of the tiling or whatever. Yeah, and I would, my brain would like get things accomplished that I now realize is the same way I meditate.
0: Well, there, you know, there's so many things in our world that play to kind of the weaker parts of our psyche that that allow us to the allow us the comfort of multiple distractions all day, every day. Yeah without having to sit with ourselves without having to be with ourselves. And so, it's just I just think it's a good skill set to have because you you don't when you're concerned too much about what's happening in the external world whether you are successful or not successful, like you said, "Oh wow, I was, you know, I'm more suc- you know, I was everything was going great." Yeah. And I had I've had those moments too where it's like everything like I've exceeded every career thing I ever Wanted, you know, I was chasing this idea of happiness, but like, what if I could just be with myself? What if I could just be happy or be content with myself? And then all that other stuff doesn't—it's not like it doesn't matter. It's fun, but it's—it's—it's—it's the decision between choosing because you want to do it, as opposed to like needing it. I fucking need these likes, and I need this job, I need this thing. It's like, wow, if you didn't imagine how amazing it would be if you just. You know, if you had that stuff, great. If not, great. You know, like you'll be fine no matter what.
1: I've, I really feel like I'm like at at that point in my career because it's, it's I'm like hot right now in my career. Like yep. things are good. Things are being offered to me that have never been offered to me before. I'm reaching like a new level of like, oh, it's op- Things are opening up. I could, I can have everything I want. And s- things are things that I thought I would never be able to turn down. I'm like. I don't want to do that every, like, yes, that will be an exciting thing to retweet that I, I, I'm now the host of this or whatever, but do I want to do that every day? Like, do I want to, and, and now I'm starting to think, no, and, and I, it's really weird to, because we are so propelled by success and what's next. And I'm just like, kind of. Happy right now?
0: That's the best thing. And by the way, that's the most success you can ever hope for. I know. Is being happy where you are and not having to do things that you don't want to do and doing things that make you happy. It doesn't matter what the size or the scope of the job is or what the paycheck is. But if you, if you have that little bubble that you have like that, you should just enjoy that as much as possible. Uh,
1: Yeah. I think that that's what I, I I really don't know that I want to be more famous. I don't think that that makes you happy. I, um, I know
0: because then you're chasing that. Like everything that we chase is an unfillable, like it, it, you just, you just keep trying to fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it. And then there's no end in sight. And then that's not a good reason to, you know, yeah, you really should do things because you enjoy them and because they make you happy. I mean, that's just that just comes with a little bit of like getting growing up a little bit, doing and, more
1: things and realizing, oh, this wasn't what. Well, I Well, yeah, thought. because
0: the more stuff you do and the bigger things that you do, it doesn't like. There's not a switch that flicks where it's like,
1: oh, you did it.
0: You know, never. Uh, 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 what what ends up happening is you do you do bigger and better things but you in your mind when you're envisioning that place of getting to that place what you don't see are the responsibilities that come with that the pressures that come with that the problems the fact that other people are re- like a lot more people are relying on you a lot more people are attacking you a lot more people are you know i mean it's like all the responsibility stuff you never and and that's that's a classic you know it's it's just like the person who's like gets the genie bottle, I want this, this and this and then it it, it turns out to be the worst thing that ever happened in yeah. their lives because it they don't see all the shit that comes with it. So just enjoy your life as you are having it.
1: I'm try- yeah, it's it's so hard to do that, but I really think that I'm getting closer to it because I'm able to say no to things now that I foresee being burdens. Like I can I still get caught up saying yes to some things that I get there and I'm like Learn from this next time. This is a no, but I'm getting better about it. And and I, yeah, I, I, people are like, What do you want for your career? I'm like, I just want to be happy. <laughs> like, yeah, I, tr- and I don't know what that's going to look like, but I do want to,
0: which is different, which is a subtle difference between what I think a lot of people do, which is if I get X, Y, or Z, then I will be happy. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, it's like, Oh, what if you just figured out how to be happy in spite of X, Y, or Z? And then if you got X Y or Z, great. And if you didn't, then great. You know, you're still you're still happy.
1: Yeah, it's so tough. It is so tough. It but is. I'm that, ge-
0: it is work. I mean, so it's so much work. Yeah, it's, it's work in the sense that you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you if you exercise regularly, it's better for your long term health. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. You know, like Always. fitness doesn't just happen to you. The same that you know, like happiness or you know like that stuff it doesn't just happen to you but it's worth it yep and it's can it's something that is for the most part within your control
1: i always think about this my friend sarah thomas comedian uh says like she's never left the gym and gone why did i do that <laughs> and it's like such a simple thought but it's so true you have never once left the gym and thought Shouldn't have done that. Right. Like it's, uh, so, why – what's keeping you from d- having that fit? Like, you've because never your regretted brain, it.
0: Because I think your, you know, the, the part of your brain, I think, where your internal monologue lives for, for a lot of people, unless you figure out how to change the, the monologue. But for the most part, you know, I think its intentions are good, but its intentions are only for your immediate short term comfort. And, you know, and pleasure. Yeah. And so anything that's slightly uncomfortable, your brain's going to go, don't, don't do that. You know, but then once you do it, then you feel good. and Your brain's like, well, that was great. So it's really just about kind of ignoring the the part of your brain. It's like it's learning when your brain is trying to talk you out of something that's a little uncomfortable. But But the uncomfortable parts are where we grow. Like those are the growth moments. If you never had uncomfortable moments you you would not you would lack depth you would not be very strong you would not be you know so you know we have to fitness training really teaches you like yes when you when you get a little uncomfortable that's where you reap the benefits oh, later on. Oh, it's the on. best
1: feeling when you're like, I want to give up so much. And then you keep going and you're like, oh, my God. And then you don't even – you can't even relate to the feeling What
0: if, 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 What have comedians become? Here we're talking about like fitness and meditation and mental health. Like,
1: <laughs> we're so <this>. lame. <laughs> it's sobriety. <laughs> it's sobriety. Oh, it's and you're so vegan. so lame. I know. It's, it's just – I just want to feel good, though. Because when you feel good physically, it's just so much easier to be happy. Like, that's the the, the dr- drinking thing for me. I miss being drunk. Like, I miss the feeling of, like, being drunk and, like, dancing and, like, being excited to see someone when they walk in. Like, that to me is being drunk. This fucking guy! <laughs> no way! You're here! Shut up! Like, that kind <laughs> That's the thats the thing I miss about being drunk is, like, excitement to see people. Like, that enthusiasm that I used to have, like, two drinks in— what I don't miss is, and why I quit drinking was that I the hangovers. Like I just don't want to feel physically like weak or sick, and that's what I was like making myself. So I'm always just trying to feel good because my brain is always going to do whatever it wants. Or and I, it is you know. a
0: depressant too. So if it's you have, it's a fucking if, depressant. If, so if you have, if you have long, if you do have uh, depression issues, yeah, then you know the alcohol might distract you in a moment, feel good now. But the long-term damage that it's doing to your depression is basically just making it worse and worse and worse. So that you drink more. It's so parasitic. You know, addiction is so parasitic in that way. Yep. Um,
1: same with food addiction. You're depressed, so you eat, and then you get fat, and then you're depressed because you're fat, and then it's it's the same thing. It's like it, they all feed. It's, it feeds itself, and it's, or
0: sex, or gambling, or it, yes. work, or workaholism, or anything else. Yeah. And
1: I mean that. Ugh it's i just replace one thing with the other i don't know when i'm going to f- land on one that just like works for me but i just much like you you switch from like this breakfast is for me this year like i feel like i switch addictions and it can go from exercising to like uh overeating and or sex like i and i don't and everything's it's not alcohol anymore it's never cocaine but a pot sometimes i'll overindulge like i definitely smoke pot and feel guilty about that but i'm just like I'm just trying my best, and 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 it, and I also look about like I always think, you know, I picture myself when I'm happy being like in a couple and like having dogs and like, and I'm single right now, kind of, I guess. But I really sometimes I I look to a man for happiness, and then you can't do that. But also, that is a part of being happy is finding a person and being able to be happy with them. Yeah, but, you're but not, not supposed but
0: to- it, but it, but but it's not. Yes, when you're with someone and it's working yes you are you are providing a very symbiotic happiness, but it's but there's a difference between that and then only feeling validated because someone else is in your life yeah, those are two different yeah those are two entirely different things, and you always have to remember you know when you're making choices someone said this to me I can't remember I wish I could credit the person who said this to me, but um. Uh, pleasure is not happiness. Oof. So if you remember, like yes, you know, like there are things that are pleasurable. Doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy pleasurable things, but just remember that pleasurable, like the pleasure road, is does not lead Whoa. to happiness town in <laughs> long term. So
1: true. If anything, it's like watch out for too much pleasure cuz then that reads there's a downfall.
0: Yes, of course there afterwards. is cuz you just get stuck in it. It's just an endless it's just an endless loop. It's
1: so hard to be a human.
0: Well, you're you're and and things are, you know, again, things are going well because you've made good career choices and because uh you're funny as shit. I mean, like I always it's so much fun for me to see cuz I I that when we did those shows together in Nashville like in 2010 maybe yeah. or whenever it was. And I saw you perform, I was like, oh yeah, she's got it. Like, she's got oh, the thing. thanks, man. She's got the thing. Thanks. And then just sort of watching other people discover that about you yeah. is, is really fun. Because, oh, you know, thanks. you're like, yeah, of course. I knew it. Of course. Yeah. She's hilarious. I've
1: been around a while, which is nice because I, I got started young. So now it's like things are starting to click and I deserve them and I can really. I don't feel like undeserving of that. It's nice to show up and be like, yeah, I can knock this out of the park and I've I've got this and maybe you've never heard of me. This is my favorite thing that I, I – you you must have gotten this early on, not at this point anymore, but like you go on something and people are like, who's that? Who's Nikki Glit Who's Chris Hardwick? Like yeah. people – like that's a popular thing that if you go on uh, like – like when I was on Dancing with the Star or any kind of show where there's other celebrities and you're, you're Um, being compared to them well who's this girl or the roast that's always like why is she here and I'm like have you did you were you born knowing everyone that you know yeah exactly you have to learn new people and
0: and almost how like if someone doesn't know you somehow you're not valid in some ways so, like well i never heard well so fucking what i've well, never heard of you either
1: and didn't you have to learn who tom hanks was at some point have you <laughs> ever, always known who tom no, hanks we're was
0: just, no we're born with that You're knowledge right. it's,
1: it feels it's like we're in our
0: dna everyone just knows the movie big without ever having to have seen it you just know
1: it feels like we are sometimes it's the yeah get, getting to this point where it's like um where I, 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 I could see my career going a certain way and I'm like, do I even want it to go that way? Cause there are opportunities. It's just that it's, it's, it's really fascinating. There's this new thing where like, um, I've noticed on Instagram, like bragging is like popular now. Like it's not even humble bragging, like just straight up bragging. <laughs> it's like acceptable. Like I think millennials don't like when people self-deprecate. Like it's they were grew up being like, you're amazing, I'm amazing, everyone's special. So and I know that's like a, a well-trodden uh concept to talk about, but I really think it's true because now I'm leaning into this like I'm great. Like I'm just testing out like I sold out shows this weekend. I'm only telling you because I sold out and I want you to know because I'm bragging. Yeah. yeah. And, like, people, like, that works. Because I've seen other comedians use it and other people who are successful just straight up brag. And it works better than being like, (laughs) I'm an idiot. Like, my (laughs) default is always self-deprecation. That ain't working anymore. No. I'm leaning into this other style. I'm like, if you tell people what you are, they just believe it. Like, you can create your own narrative about who you are. Well,
0: yeah. And then also, you know, like because the people that agree the the sort of the algorithms will support that yeah they'll start showing you things and but but in a way I do think you know in the way that you can to some degree sort of hack a social media algorithm by the choices that you make and the things that you follow and the things that you post or whatever i think there is a life algorithm that does the same thing that if you if you sort of do if you do that in life then life will start showing you the showing you that path as oh, well.
1: whoa, So yeah. that there,
0: there, there is sort of a, um, a congruent life algorithm that will do the same thing so that if you're constantly shitting on yourself in life, it will start showing you reasons why you should shit on yourself. But if you, you know, I'm not saying you have to say like, I'm the best at everything, but if you start, you know, making better choices and surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, good, who challenge you but are supportive uh, and, you know, like, then... then I do think life will start showing you more of that stuff, too.
1: You're right. I think think you just nailed it. It's truly about just respecting yourself. And if you respect yourself, the world then respects you. Uh, You know, whenever I have friends who, and myself included, who date guys that are like, treat them badly or aren't that into them and all those things, you ultimately go, well, you're not into you because you wouldn't like this guy who's not into you. Because when you like something – when if you respect yourself, you don't let people treat you that way. Right. So, and it hurts some people to hear that. They go, no, I love myself. I think I'm amazing. It's like, well, then you wouldn't tolerate this at all. <laughs> right. At all. Right. Because you don't, you wouldn't let, if you respected your dog and someone treated your dog that way, you'd be like, get the fuck away from my dog. Yeah. I love my dog. My dog's the best dog.
0: I don't know why I'm, you made me think of this, but we watch, you know, we watch, my wife and I watch HGTV a lot, and sometimes we'll just kind of watch and just sort of like place, Place bids that will never figure that will never see payoff on like how it's how long that couple's gonna have that house because there was a couple on house <laughs> hunters last night that we were watching were like I give this like two months because they were already so but at least you know. But at least they were both at the same place. But they mm. were both so snipey at each other. Where I was like, they're gonna get a fucking house together. The guys, like, yeah, I just need a. You know, she goes. They look in the living room. And she's like, well, you know, there's a built-in entertainment center here, and it's only you know like a thirty-inch TV there. But that's all we need. And he's like, ha, yeah, right. You know, it's like, no, we got to get the biggest TV. And it's like, and they were just kind of shitty to each other. Yeah. And it's like, well either their relationship is going to survive because at least they're both shitty to each other yeah, it's or it's like three months in then it's just not gonna or
1: one of them's going to learn like I... one of them if, if they do any work on themselves individually then the, then they will because that's the problem You sometimes you're in a shitty relationship you start going to therapy and you go oh you start liking yourself more and you're like I don't want to I don't like people yeah, who aren't called, into it's this. Not,
0: it's not called self-respect hunters. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
1: that would be so good.
0: This this young professional from Philadelphia <laughs> is looking for a way to like himself a little bit more in the workplace. <laughs>
1: That's my kind of show. God, I would love that. But you do. You the 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 more you like yourself, the more you d- don't let people treat you badly, and the more t- people treat you nicely. And you get. You're right. You you create that algorithm for yourself and. Targeted ads start coming into your life that you're like, I do want that and I deserve that. And that's it's you're right. It's the same. It's the same thing.
0: Are you enjoying the everydayness of your show? Because you, we talked about mine. How are you? Because I want to know how, like, how that's changed you. How it's evolved your comedy? Like that much talking?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of talking, and it's a l- every morning for two hours. I, I like, I like that. There's a place I go every morning, and it's like a family, and I have this small team that makes this thing every morning. Um, it's I, I, I don't get to sleep in anymore, and I really miss that. Um, a lot because I think that's where I get most of my sleep is when I can just like sleep it. So I'm living life on naps. But um, what I do like about the show is that I it's almost like um, morning pages. Do you mm-hmm. know the, the – Oh right, where you re, write three re, re, pages re, yeah. of just like blah, blah blah blah, and you just get it out. It's almost the like meditating. Yeah, the yeah. artist way. That's why I feel like the the radio show is like every morning I just like purge two hours of just my ramblings. Like it's not well thought out stuff, but it's. It's good content, but I feel like it clears the space in my brain to land on more specific things that I need for stand-up. So it's helped me just, like, get ideas out there. And um, and I, it's not paying a ton. It's not um, not as many people are listening to it that I would love to listen. Like, it's not going to change my life, but I I, I also take on um, jobs sometimes just for peer training, for mm-hmm. what I want to be doing someday, which is, like – I uh, that's why I used to do red eye on Fox. I don't like Fox news, but you know, that show red eye, right? I I would, it made my parents so sad that I was going on Fox news, but I was like, I need on camera experience. This is practice for me. I'm sorry. I'm going to well, take What is cake. it that you want then. What do you want to, what do you want? I'm to do hosting a, a, a late night show someday. I want to be able to like nail that. If I want that, I don't know that I want that, but if, if, if that's something that I could see myself doing, which it is, I'm like, I'm going to need the chops for that. You right. don't just, like, break that out of nowhere. I mean uh, – and so I, I I, like the practice it gives me to just, you know, talk on mic. And sometimes I say really dumb stuff and thankfully it's, like, live and it doesn't really exist much anywhere. after. It's not like right. you can go hunt it down. But – um, and I'm talking to a lot of truckers out because it's serious, <laughs> you know. But – and I got – and I also did it because – I wanted to get in with Howard Stern. I wanted to get close as I could to Howard Stern because I love him. Have you met him? And I did Howard Stern for the first time last week. It you was, did it. I made a goal for 2018. I wanted to be on the Howard Stern show, and I got on. How was it? It was amazing, and it was. I got to roast. Um, he has a, a guy, his limo driver, is like this horned up old dude that turned 69 for his 69th birthday. I got to roast him with Jim Brewer and uh, Lisa Lampanelli. But the, it only came about because. I chose to move to New York to be in the Sirius building, which I know Howard is on that floor. I was like, I'll get to run into, like, the people that are on his show that – you know, work on his show, like in the kitchen and stuff. I'll probably be, maybe become friends with them. Like I didn't have a whole plan, but I was just like, I just love that show so much. I want to be close to it. So that's why, that's kind of another reason I moved to New York was just just to be in the same building as Howard. And then I got to know the people that were on his the show. They got, they were like, we want to get you on the show. They found a way to get me on the show. And so it all just came together so beautifully and, and it went great. And I was just, that to me was like the great I, I really, I didn't. It wasn't something that I was like. I'm gonna sneak my way in there. It just ended up working perfectly, and I see that. Um, I see that I can do that stuff. I can like manifest those things and not manipulate my way into it. But right. just it just happened, and I I accomplished my goal of 2018. I'm so happy because I was I and and now my goal is my next goal. Do you set goals? Sure. I, I never have before. Goals.
0: Yes, goals are good. I mean, the thing with goals though is that. I think it's important to not be so rigid mm-hmm. because a goal is really an excuse to take a journey, ah. and it's the journey that makes you, not the achievement of the goal. The it's just like a nice button on the thing, but the achievement of the goal is a millisecond, and then it's done. Yeah, and then you still ha- and then you have to be okay after it's done because you're like, oh, I just achieved that thing, but it's really just about looking back and seeing what the pursuit of that made you. And I think a goal can change along the way if you start learning stuff about it or you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. You don't, I don't think, you know, there's a difference between evolving or changing direction and like just giving up. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to evolve and change direction. And if you don't want something anymore, then you don't have to do it. But um, yeah, so I do do set goals. And, you know, I used to write goals down all the time because there's something about, the difference between keeping it locked in your head but then sort of manifesting it in the world and seeing it and it yep. just sort of, because you do, I believe you do make conscious and unconscious choices toward that, choices that you don't even realize you're making.
1: Oh, yeah, that you couldn't even, even if you tried to realize it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So,
0: yes, I I, I do. I, so the reason that I'm sort of and I am sound like I'm waffling a little bit because I do believe in goals and I do set them. But I also feel like they don't mean everything. No. I, I just think it's – I think they're good to sort of get you to places to grow and learn.
1: And then you might realize that I don't want that goal at all. That's right. Right. I, um, I'm really now into like just throwing myself into the most uncomfortable situation – like For me doing Dancing with the Stars, I like – I came out of that being like I can do anything now because it was the scariest thing that I've ever done and I would – people are like, so how would you get that? I'm like, I didn't get it. They asked me. I would never ask to be on that show. That's humiliating to like dance on live TV. I've never danced before. But I do want to say that like I – it was a huge fear that I conquered in doing that. It was one of those things that you were like – Why did I sign up for that? Like, I have to dance on TV in a swimsuit. Like, that's so insane. It's so embarrassing. I'm not even a good dancer. Like, I, but I remember taking on the gig and thinking, listen, like, all I just, to be successful for this, for me, because I'm not a dancer, just don't get voted off first. Like, that's all.
0: (laughs) Did you get voted off first?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I realized that your biggest fear where you're like, that couldn't happen. I literally said to myself, no one gets voted off first. Well, someone does. And you survived it. It's fine. And it's, I'm fine. I'm better off to have been voted off first because now I have the killer joke because no one knows that I was on it. So now I opened my shows and I was like, I was on Dancing with the Stars. I got first voted off. And now I have that joke. If I would have been second, that wouldn't have been as good. But now I, I, there are so many benefits that came from being, but I just, I, I always take on like, I always take on these things where I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? And then that worst thing never does happen because you always just shoot so low that you're like, well, the worst is this, but that's not going to happen. The worst thing happened to me that could happen, and I survived, and I'm okay, and it... I had Tom Bergeron say my name as there was a spotlight on me with t- tense music being like the first voted off. Like, I remember looking at the floorboards saying like, I cannot believe I'm on a fucking <laughs> dance reality show right now about to be eliminated. you about to be rejected. And I'm about to cry because this means so much to me. And how did I even get here? I mean, that's, those were all the thoughts swirling in my head between him, the next voted off, and the pause of Nikki and Gleb. Like, I was just like, how did you do this, Glazer? Well, some, what did you do? Because,
0: you know, sometimes, and I, you know, not all the time I'm not uh, you know there are certain tragedies I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to profess a like Just keep a positive attitude no matter what but I do think sometimes the things in our head that we think are the worst things that can happen are sometimes the best things that yes. happen to us because they make us better people they make us stronger they propel us in directions that we never could have seen if if we're looking for that but I do want to I want to pitch you an idea for your next special yeah because I think it would I think it would be an explosive way to end your next special yeah You ready for this? Yeah. It's your last bit, can be all about how you went on Dancing with the Stars and how you got voted off first. Uh, and then basically you throw off whatever you're wearing to reveal a bathing suit and someone comes out and you do an amazing fucking dance routine at the end and be, and then fucking throw the mic down and walk off stage. Oh
1: my <laughs> God. I'm not even joking you. I'm going to do that.
0: Cause, cause you have enough time to practice it. Like you could fucking crush that and then just be like, fuck you dancing with the stars and throw the microphone I down. I am
1: dying to dance people again would, too, People
0: would like... I mean, I know it's technically not like and. Where's your school of thought on like what does stand-up comedy have to solely be jokes, or can some of it be oh, music or I this don't or give that?
1: A fuck. Yeah. I'm just like make me laugh.
0: I think I think that would be an explosive way and it would give you the protection of doing it in a comedy thing, but you could still really right. kill it. Right. And you could still dance in a bathing suit and you could still Because
1: I'm already working on a chunk about dancing with the Stars and, and I'm shooting a special in the spring. I mean, this is going to happen, Chris <laughs> Hardwick. And this is where it's I'm not joking you. I'm totally ending on that because I love a good dance number at the end of a comedy movie. You know, like Trainwreck, she ends with that amazing Like, I love dancing and comedy. Why not throw it in? I can do whatever I want. I make the rules. If you don't want to watch it, turn it off. It's such a good idea.
0: And think about this. If you hadn't been voted off first, then you might not have thought to do the bit and that could be an exploit like it could you could just you could make something really fun and cool out of it
1: I am so excited to learn a new day I am so excited You're about You got to have this.
0: someone come out in their outfit and do the
1: Oh, I'm going to get my old partner back in the mix. <laughs> and I'm dying to touch him again. This is <laughs> So exciting! <laughs> He's the hottest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> that was like why I was the most sad about getting eliminated. It was like, oh, I don't get to be dipped and swung around by this guy. What's anymore. the
0: process for that? Like, oh, like what? Dear. It seems it's
1: a month of practice leading up to it, and it's every day, four hours a day, Fuck. seven days a week, and it was the greatest. I mean, you will understand this. I kinda of took dancing with the stars as like a break from my life because I just do so much. Yeah, that when you do dancing with the stars, you can't do anything else. Right. It is just dancing. And I was like, oh good. I just get one thing now. Cause
0: when you're not dancing, you're resting for dancing. Yes, you can't do anything else.
1: You cannot you have to ice your feet. You have to you have to sleep. There is no other time. And so it was really like it was the most fun thing. I I loved it. I lo- I was so sad to be eliminated because I wanted to like do more dances. I was I was truly bummed. Oh, but it that's was it so was a month though. of it. it was so fun. But I got injured and I if I wouldn't have gotten knocked off, I would have just gotten more injured. There's no time to if you get injured, there's no rest time. You just have to learn dance after dance, so I would have just gotten more and more injured. And-
0: yeah, I almost wonder like I mean, I'm sure it's fun to win those shows. But I wonder if it's more fun to just, like, do it and then not have to carry all the responsibility of, like – now I'm famous from this. You know what I mean? Like you, you like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just mean like you still got to do it and you can do something fun with it. And, but you don't have to be defined by it at the same time.
1: Yes. And I realized doing that show, like I truly had a good time. So I'm looking for, I want to dance again. And like, when you just said that, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that because that was fun. That was really fun for me. And it doesn't seem like, oh, I have to learn a dance so I can put it on my special. I'm like, yes, I get to dance again. And, and, that was the thing that i learned from it was that it was just i need to seek out more things that bring me true joy at the end of the day and i was truly joyful i think i should just start being a dancer you might i think that's might. what i'm arriving at
0: yeah after your next special Dan- then it's just, just like just
1: dancing from that so on. The,
0: so the question is do you have do you wear... I guess you'd have to wear the bathing suit underneath the whole time and yes. then, like, do, like, a rip-away oh, thing. Oh, w-
1: I'm just going to be wearing the skimpiest darn thing ever. <laughs> and it might be part of my outfit where it's, like, I'm wearing a blazer. I rip off a oh. blazer and I have, like, a skirt or something that I rip off. Like, oh, that's awesome. I think it's it's... I am so excited about it. I mean, I was really inspired by Adam Sandler's special.
0: I loved Adam Sandler's How, special. I keep 100% calling fresh.
1: it Nanette. I it's the new Nanette.
0: It. You know what? I, <laughs> I, I'm i so glad you said that because... So good. It, first of all, the songs are really good. So good. And he... Uh, I thought, like, watching a performer be so comfortable in their own skin and the... And have fun. And have fun and the the, the intercuts... Were so seamless, yeah. Because I know, like Chris Rock did that one special where he was in like three different cities, and and it cut together, yeah. But but this one, but Adams, it was edited in such a way where if you had your eyes closed, you, with the exception of the crowd reaction, because there's like he was at Largo and then he was at like I don't yes. know, like, like Carnegie Hall or something. Yeah. So the crowd would kind of tip it off, but otherwise you wouldn't know that it was like ten different shows spliced together. It, it was, was so, so much beautifully fun. Done. And the fucking the Farley song at the end I was mean it's
1: insane. Oh. And then the song about his wife that like sums it all. Like the, I, I was moved in so many different ways, and he was having so much fun. He
0: was having fun. I I I don't know Adam Sandler, but I really love him because. You know, like, they make these goofy, fun movies, and, you know, it's like, the movies are just, like, a bunch of friends fucking around. He employs all of his friends. Yep. They make stuff. It's fun. They're all funny people. Like, it's... I really, really love what he does, and I fucking... I'm so glad you said that.
1: I am obsessed with it. I can't stop talking about it. It really has re... um... It's just changed the way I view comedy. The way that Nanette, everyone was talking about, like, this is going to change comedy forever, and and it did change the way I approached some things about stand-up comedy, but Adam Sandler, I just realized there's a silliness to it that is unapologetic, but he's genuinely having fun up there he is laughing during bits in a real way like he's having so much fun and i was like i'm not having enough fun on stage i'm doing the bits i'm 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 getting them out and i'm getting laughs and everything but i really want to be more in the moment absolutely I gotta find a way to do that sandler thing and i'm and i the three nights of doing comedy after i watched his special i felt different on stage and i um and i i i I I wrote to him actually. I found a way to like get an email to him to be like, you've changed the way I do. Company. Like I haven't felt this changed by watching. I, I was gonna write. I art. was
0: gonna. I was gonna write to him because we're all at the same management company. Yes. So I was gonna. I was gonna do the same thing, right? I'm like, look, you don't know me. I don't know it's you.
1: Exactly how I wrote but it.
0: I just. I was really. I thought the special was really great. It's so good because I. It, it also reminded you. There is a trend in comedy right now where everything's got to be really
1: about you something. you got to talk gotta about be, something. It's
0: got to be real. It's got to be fucking – it's got to be super heavy. And you know, my last special was about my dad dying. I totally understand that. But I feel like to do that just to do that is not necessarily for the right reason. If yeah. you have something really heavy to say, you should. Yes. But there's – but it's also in his – in the sort of – um, how much fun he was having like just ca- jokes for jokes sake which was so refreshing you still got these really beautiful heavy moments without it sort of feeling like you. this better mean something to you
1: yes and, and I loved it the way that I can feel about like don't tell me to smile on the street guys like that, that kind of thing that I have he also is feeling like why aren't we talking about UFC ears <laughs> like, like the same, like he's approaching subjects that's like, why are we talking about these weird ears, puffy and disturbing <laughs> UFC ears? I lost it. I haven't like been cry. I cried laughing. I cried crying. It was it was it just, just, it was just watching. Everything. It was just
0: watching someone on stage who's been doing comedy forever, who's super comfortable with yes. with themselves, and was just yeah again just having fun, it's and the blast. audience was having fun. And
1: that was just fun to watch. It was just really fun to watch. And it's and all of his songs, like they they go. I I really learned about you know you watch some comedians and they just juice a bit. Like they'll like Gary Goldman's one of those guys where I'm like you you get every you ring a joke uh, uh, every punchline that could be said about trash cans you get it Gaffigan's
0: that way too Gaffigan
1: as well yes those are the two names it's basically
0: like a Wikipedia page of that topic and it's just like well that's every angle on that topic so we might as well just retire it and put Mm -hmm. it on a fucking jersey yeah just put whales on a jersey yes because Gaffigan does every yes (laughs) every whale every whale angle
1: and that's how I felt about Sandler will do a song like he'll do the song about like UFC ears (laughs) and I'm like this is so funny where could this ever how could you end this in a special way and then at the end of of the song that sorry to spoil it for you, but then he's talking, he's making fun of UFC ears the whole time and how they're puffy and disturbing. <laughs> and at the end, he gets beat by a UFC guy for making fun of them, and now he has UFC ears. And look, in the, he, every single song he takes to like the next level, like you think it's over, and then there's something else that's so funny about it. Like, and I
0: musically, just, they're good, so, like, they're, they're, fun, great they're, songs. they're fun, catchy songs, they're yeah.
1: fun. He's, anyway, he's brilliant, can't
0: say enough good things about it. Yeah, I, 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 rec- I recommend it too. Yeah, do you know what your next special is going to be called? Do you know what it's going to be?
1: No, I don't know yet. I feel like it will be dictated by, you know, the material and. and
0: dancing with the scars. <laughs>
1: that would be so good. There is, I mean, this dancing thing is absolutely going to happen. I'm so excited. Uh, 100%. To hear that. And it's. It's so fun. Now I'm like thinking about the venue. It's got to have enough stage room to really do some cool stuff. And um, oh, I can't wait! I can't. I'm so excited.
0: I'm so. I'm. I am so happy for you. Just like watching, uh, you know, like watching you make healthy choices and know that you know, like it's not a hundred percent rainbows all the time. Like there's stuff to wade through, but but you're making the best of it, and you're and you're doing. You know, like you could have completely given in to every horrible thing that was going on in your yes. head. And you and you do – you know, you work through it. Every day there's a choice to work through it. And yep. some days are easier than others and some days are harder than others. But, you know, but you're still – you know, you – I wouldn't say that you're peaking, but you're in peak form. Yes. You know, I still think you you have so much – you're going to do so many more things. Totally. You know, if you want. Oh, uh, I just meant
1: physically peaking. Oh, you physically – Right, right. Like, it's all <laughs> downhill from here. I'll be a nice-looking older lady, but as an aging woman in this business, like, that's another thing I'm dealing with. I'm 34, and I'm not at all being like, that's old. But, like, you start going like, well – and, 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 I mean, I, I know we're closing up shop, but, like, as a woman that has been brought up as, like, she's the pretty comic. Like, when when weight is put upon something about you that is a characteristic about you and that's, like, your thing. Like, and I know not a lot of people are saying that or whatever, but, you know, I'm not bad looking for a comedian. Like, I'm, I'm I say I'm a comedy nine. And... Uh, <laughs> 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 but when you start to lose that, because as you age as a woman, you become less sexually desirable. All that things like a, a part of you, be, you start to question. Well, is that why I was successful in the first place? And if that goes away, what am I gonna do? Is anyone gonna want to listen to what I have to say? And and you start questioning those things, and it's and it's hard. But I'm, I've I feel like I've gotten a really good head start. As like when I I always just knew that I'm going to age at some point and that I got to be okay with my inside. But you know that, but,
0: but I don't, but I don't, I don't subscribe to that idea of, you know, if you start to look older or you start to like that, you're less sexy. I think the sex, I think the sexiest people are the people who are just the most comfortable in their that skin with who they are, because that's attractive, yeah, you it know, is. like it's that, that that's magnetic, and not, the, not like my skin doesn't have any kind of, you know, it's I like, know. you know, the, the, this, this sort of, you know, men, uh, men and women who get all this, like, work done and all these injections and everything where everyone just is turning into, like, a weird blow-up doll.
1: Everyone looks the same, yeah.
0: That it's just There's just no story in that. Like, mm-hmm. I I honestly do, you know, every little thing on your face, every little thing on your body is what makes you unique and that's what makes you special. And those are stories and not, you know, and, and if you're comfortable with who you are – that's the, I think that's the sexiest thing. I
1: know. And that's what that's I'm attractive. working on as I get older because I don't want to – like I'm in a mad dash to like love myself and be like – I don't need to look a certain way when that stuff starts to – like I'm preparing for the, for the doubt. Like I feel like the way we're like climate change is approaching and we should all start preparing. Like I'm working on myself from the inside because I know that – the outside validation that i'm getting will not always be there as a you but, get older but anyone, for anyone but
0: anyone who would invalidate you because of any purely for a physical reason is not like why give them any recognition I know. or like you wouldn't respect them if I you know met that if you met that person in a restaurant or a bar you'd be like who oh, fuck off like you wouldn't give them they don't deserve the time of day i
1: know i know that to not put stock in that uh, uh, when Either you've been praised for it before, or when it's everything around you is just like beauty and, 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 and you're image.
0: also, you're always going to be funny. I know. That is, thank God. That is all, you're, you know, it's like, you know, Joan Rivers was hilarious. She'd still be telling jokes. I always if-
1: say I'm a comedy nine, but I'm like the Giselle Bundchen of personalities. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, you, good, like, like because I talk about, like, I don't really, if my boyfriend, I'm, I'm not a jealous person. Because I'm like, if you meet someone who's, you'll meet someone hotter than me for sure. But, like, good luck finding someone cooler than me. Like, right. I've, I'm a supermodel coolness. And I feel good about that. Like, I'm grateful for that. And I'm trying to really um, own that and celebrate that. But... It's it's hard. It's hard. Well, there
0: are so many things in our culture that that seek to invalidate us for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But usually a lot of those reasons are in the person doing the invalidation. Like it's more about them than it is about I mean, I know that's yes. a thing that a parent says to a kid where that's you know it's like oh yeah, you're supposed to say that. But but when you get older and you get a little wiser, it really is true. Like when people are throwing toxicity at you, that's really about them it's because really about them. because happy well adjusted normal people don't think to do that because yeah. they're not trying to elevate themselves by by stepping on you know by that the destruction of others
1: everything is projection literally everything like at any time the best thing, if like someone says something really mean to you, just be like, "I'm so sorry." If, if, as a woman, when a man comes at me online in like an aggressive, awful way, I'm just like, "I'm so sorry about your relationship with your mother," <laughs> and it just nails it because chances there's are, there's no comeback not, for that. There's, a, it, and it just nails it. <laughs> chances are, there's a bad relationship there. You don't like women for some reason. You're going out, or or I just go, "I'm so sorry." You feel sad about your. You don't like yourself enough, and because it's true, it's and because I know from my own experience, when I want to talk shit about someone, where I go. This girl – like, I'll screenshot a girl on Instagram that I'm like, look at this bitch thinking she's cool. I'll send it to a friend. And then I'll always get to a place where I go, I just want to say that the only reason I don't like that she's posting this is because I could see myself posting this and it makes me not like who I am. And
0: there's just something – yeah, something about I'm mad at
1: myself. And
0: also, it's funny because people come at – I'm sure like – These dudes you're talking about will come at you with such toxicity. And then you say that, they're like, oh, I guess you can't take criticism. It's like, hey, it's Mm -hmm. one thing. You don't have to like me as a comedian, but that's different than, you know, than saying the worst. But like, and some people can't make that separation. It's like, there's a difference between, and maybe, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe they were raised in an environment where that was the best communication skills that they have. And and that's sad. And that's sad. And so you can't, the good news is... The bad news is that you have to deal with it at all, but the good news is that it's not about you and you don't have to pay any attention to yes. it. Yes. Because you're better than that. Yeah, like, I
1: know. It's it's. It, I am better than that. And I know all these things logically. It's just really about, like, believing them and not having to just read it like a quote and be like, Yeah, it is on the inside that matters and, and my personality is it trumps my looks. But then then at the same time you read that quote on an Instagram, there's a new thing for like, there's a new laser treatment that you should try because you're old, bitch. Like it's constantly back and forth of these things. That's
0: just capitalism. Like I you know. have to you know it's like I they know. the advertisers have to create the problem so that they can solve the problem. Oh, dear God. So you know you gotta you gotta know where that And there's nothing wrong with like There's nothing wrong with doing stuff to feel good about yourself or feel like, oh, I want to – you know, I want to look good and I want to feel good. But, you know, I guess just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, that you're doing it for you because the process of it just makes you feel good, happy. Yeah. And not like, oh, people are going to like me if – like, you know, fuck them. Fuck everyone. And it doesn't
1: work that way. (laughs) No, it doesn't. You're not going to get the results you want because if they would have liked you, they would have liked you anyway. Yeah.
0: I I honestly – you know – Like in – if you sort of take the day moment by moment, you know, how am I feeling in this moment? Well, right now we're here. We're catching up. I'm so excited for you for all the stuff you're doing and so – this moment is a win like this day is yes. a win because we're having this moment and it's great and, and I have I,
1: an ending to my special now and you have an ending to I mean like this is the type of thing where it's like you say yes to a podcast and you walk away with a closer to your special <laughs> like you know you don't know where th- these things lead you and what what you're gonna get out of like just another old podcast taping and then I'm walking away and I'm like oh my god I gotta make some calls as soon as I leave I gotta get Gleb my dance partner back on the line we gotta get to Work. i gotta start stretching
0: oh you're not we're not done with you yet buddy we're not done with you yet Gleb.
1: he's like i'm very done with you
0: nope i'll be right over this is happening in the spring we need to start rehearsing now you, you know, the, know how my learning curve because is the loud. holidays really take away a lot of time so these months are dead as far as i'm concerned so oh. really january february march is what we're looking at now
1: and that will take me when you back from holiday yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and and also I, pre- I appreciate the fact that there are two things that i wanted to sort of mention number one I have this backpack that you saw when I came in and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I got this – this backpack is really well made and I never have to get another one. And you said, isn't it – wouldn't would it be great if more things in life were like that now? Like yeah. we're not a culture anymore of uh, of one and done in terms of stuff. We've accepted – somehow and technology has conditioned us to believe that when we buy a new phone and we get a new thing, we're going to have to get another one soon yes. or it's not going to be – Good, And so they're going to have to just update, 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 as opposed to just like, here's a thing that's done.
1: Consumerism is, it's just too much. We're making too much trash. I'm not into it anymore. I like things that last. I I just saw something on Reddit last night that blew my mind. Someone was talking about how um, this girl was like, I moved into this place that was built in 1923 and the closet space is so small. She was like, well, at some point someone lived here and had that was the amount of clothes you needed. Yeah. No one was, sh- the, the, there wasn't a woman living there in 1923 being like, I have no room for all my clothes. Like, that was, that's all the clothes you need. Yeah,
0: you know what? The, when, in 1923, when they said I have nothing to wear, it was just an acknowledgement. It, yeah.
1: like, <laughs> it wasn't
0: a complaint. It's <laughs> like,
1: we don't need all this. I'm just trying to, like, get things whittled down. I, I just, and now I'm like, okay, I don't need more storage space. How about less things to store?
0: And then the, the other thing that I wanted to mention was that, I We both had to use the bathroom when you came in, and I said, okay, I'll go first. And when I went out to the bathroom at the studio, <clears throat> there was an older gentleman yeah. who we were going in at the same time, and I go, you go. And he was in there for a while, and it was one of these really thin doors. I could...
1: Hear what was
0: going on. I could on. hear the wiping. I could hear the wadding of the tissue, the tearing of the toilet paper, yeah. which I'm weirdly phobic about. Like I don't want anyone to know that... And uh, <laughs> And so I was worried... That I, which is why when I came in, I was like, I was gone a long time. Just so you totally. know, that I appreciated was not, that. What was was it? And and also, he left the seat up. I put the seat down. Did he? Did was it wrecked when you went in there? No, was not it at okay? All. Okay, good. It
1: was totally fine when I went in. And it was funny that you said that because when I I've came up with a great solution. If you're ever waiting in line and you, this is gross, but it's true. Like if you have to go number two and you're waiting in a long line and you're like, oh no, the girl behind me or the guy behind me. Is gonna, and it's a, a single bathroom, and you're waiting, and you're like, oh god, I know I'm about to unleash something that's not gonna be pleasant to walk into. So when the person comes out before you, kind of give a look to the person behind you. Like, oh, yeah. Oh boy, they left something in here, even yeah. if they didn't. Yeah, so. Because b- then yeah. you've then blamed them for what you're about to do.
0: You know what though? But I feel like. But that's after, not what you did. I feel like after the conversation <laughs> that we had today, you were duty bound. Duty bound. That was an accidental. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that you were duty bound. To come out and go, what you're about to walk into was all me.
1: <laughs> I, accept, I will own it. I now. accept
0: full responsibility <laughs> for it. I'm a person, and sometimes bad things come out of me, and you're just gonna have to live with it somehow. This is your lesson for the day: is having to go into uh, yeah shit infested waters and 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 survive. And you know what? When you come out of this, you will be a stronger, better person. <laughs> so you're welcome.
1: You're welcome. For You might come up with a new closer for your special in there based on what I make you do.
0: So people should listen to your serious show with Comedy Central yeah, Radio. Yeah, uh,
1: every morning from 10 to 12 Eastern on uh, Channel 95 on Sirius called You Up. And we also have a podcast called the You Up Podcast that has the best clips of the week.
0: Anything else you want to promote? Uh, no. Any dates? Any stand-up uh, oh, dates? Oh, yeah.
1: You know, I don't know when this is going up, but you can check uh, NikkiGlazer.com. I'm going on tour, like, every single week until June, and I'm on the road, and my hour is just, like, really great right now, so you should go see me live.
0: Fantastic. And then also you could look up uh, TM at the David Lynch Foundation. Yeah,
1: do that, man. Yeah. Ugh, the That's, best.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, just uh, breathe. Be present. Enjoy yeah. your burrito. Enjoy your <laughs> life. Thank you, Nikki Glazer.
1: Thank you, Chris Harbick.
0: You've just listened to the ID10T podcast number 993 with Nikki Glazer, And now it is time for some word salad rap. Um, so something came up that uh, in the podcast that I... It's an idea that I certainly try to remember a lot of the time, but it's very hard. But it was it was when Nikki was talking about how... You know, like she wants to post something on Instagram and then she knows she thinks that someone's going to like take a screen cap of it and send it to, you know, like a a handful of people and make fun of her. And then I said, okay, well, then then what happens? And she's like, well, I don't know. (laughs) And I think then what happens is a great tool to logically combat like catastrophizing and worst-case scenario thinking. Um, You know, catastrophizing and worst-case scenario thinking has a place evolutionarily (laughs) with human beings, obviously. You know, your brain wants to prepare you for something terrible that might happen or some stressful thing that might be a a possibility um, around the corner. Um, But uh, for people who do that commonly. It's sort of funny how we don't prepare for the best case scenario ever. Hey, what if this thing goes great? You know, it's always, we try to steal ourselves for what could go wrong or what, you know, what someone might, I don't know, do or what, what, uh, taking a risk in a, in a business thing might, like what might happen or what our family might do or say. So I think it, it's just a, It's just an interesting little exercise. You know, your brain builds this wall. But for some people, they just kind of get stuck in that loop, that catastrophizing loop. And what happens in the – it's not even really a loop. The catastrophizing thing is really more of a um, quicksand, a funnel that goes down and down and down. Because one catastrophic idea then kind of scans around for another catastrophic idea. And then it just sort of compounds into like a mega – catastrophic idea which is very not likely usually to happen so first of all it's important to remember that when you do catastrophize um it is highly unlikely that that i mean it's obviously not impossible but it is highly unlikely that uh that thing will will come to fruition so getting stuck on it isn't really going to help you what's the saying about you know uh, a hero dies once, but a coward dies thousands of times. <laughs> you experience the, the some sort of horrible thing over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, if the thing actually happened, you'd only experience it once. And if it never happened, then you would just be experience. Then you wouldn't experience it at all. But if you catastrophize, you're just experiencing it over and over and over again. So. Then what happens is kind of a fun exercise. Maybe you write it down or maybe you think about it so, you know, something catastrophic pops up in your head. Oh, these people are going to shit on me if I put my work, you know, if I – whatever. I'm an artist and I put my work out there and then people are going to say it's shitty. Um, And then just kind of go, okay, well, then what happens? Well, then they're going to say it's shitty and then – okay, and then what happens? Are you still alive at that point? Are you okay? Do you still – well, yeah, I guess. And, you know, I guess I could make more stuff or ignore what they're saying. You know, if you really kind of I think it's in a way it's you're, you're trying to pit your logical brain <laughs> against your emotional brain or just use it to keep your emotional brain on a leash a little bit so that it doesn't just run run wild um, with unlikely scenarios that are fear based. And so it just kind of gives you a nice and especially kind of writing it down, I think, can be helpful because. Seeing it like putting it into the physical world, kind of allows you to see it as a third party observer, and then in a way, it's almost like you're giving that advice to your friend, or you're seeing someone else say it, so that you that you have a little bit of an emotional detachment from it, and a little bit of different a perspective from it when you're seeing it, you know, on paper or in whatever sort of writing app you use, and um, and then just sort of writing out whatever the worst case scenarios. Now, obviously there will be a small percentage of the time when crappy things happen. But I just don't think it's m- most of the time when we do this kind of thing to ourselves. So, yeah, that's it. The next time you kind of get into one of these uh, little uh, <laughs> shit funnels, let's call it, uh, maybe just say, okay, uh, possible worst-case scenario, then what happens next? You know, like, that is it? Is it actually the worst thing if I'm walking through it logically? Um, now, if you allow yourself to continually think of the worst thing over and over and over and over again, and then the worst thing, 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 you know, that's probably not going to be helpful. But if you can really sort of talk it through logically with sort of real, real ideas about what might happen and then sort of realizing like, well, even if that did happen, you know, I'd get to the other side of it or I would, you know, I would work harder to put out better work or I would, you know, just just kind of giving yourself a little bit of a um, an emotional safety net by sort of pushing through the garbage and not just allowing yourself to get stuck at that point. So I hope any of this makes sense. Um, go easy on yourself you are worth it. You don't need to beat yourself up endlessly. You don't need to limit yourself endlessly. It's good to be, you know, it's good to be wisely cautious and not, you know, obviously you don't want to tear off all your clothes and run into traffic. That would be dangerous. But, you know, not everything in the universe is out to get you. (laughs) So again, take it easy on yourself. I appreciate you. And uh, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your day. All right i will see you next week. In your ears.
1: ID 10T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito.